Previously on Poldark, Ozzie Whitworth and Marwenna had their baby, and even though Dr. Dwight said to lay low, Ozzie could not handle himself and wound up getting in trouble with Elizabeth and Dr. Dwight. And Rowella, Marwenna's sister, seems to be coming up with a plan involving that. Also, George won another political race that Ross should have tried to win. Um... Prudy sees Ross kiss Elizabeth in the church, and Demelza and Mr. Armitage are flirting a lot, and Demelza thinks she might want a hall pass. So what's going to happen this week on the season finale of Poldark? Let's find out on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And we are back. For the finale of Poldark Season 3, how we doing, Corey? Doing good, Dave. Ready to talk about Season 3, Episode 9, another finale of Poldark. Yeah. Yeah. It's and been I a mean, while. You, oh, yeah. Usually we dwell on uh, some news of the week, but spoiler alert, due to some travel plans, we are recording this the, the day, day after, after we recorded, we recorded season three, episode eight. So yeah, <laughs> this is a, we really don't have much to discuss unless something happened in the past 24 hours that I'm unaware of or no, no, not, not really. No, no, no news to, to really share there. So, all right, well, this is the finale. So I feel like we should dive right into it. Yeah. There, there's a, there's a lot to talk about here. Yeah. Uh, well, well, where do we start? We start on the cliff. We're back, baby. <laughs> We're back at the cliff, not with who we expect. It's Tholly singing with Prudy. He has fully subbed himself in as the replacement for uh, old Judd. <laughs> you don't even remember Judd. R.I.P. Judd. Yeah, it, 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 you, you did well, but you know what? We kind of like this Tholly guy even just as much as you, man. <laughs> if not more. If if Judd didn't like have the... Undertaker rise from the dead moment, the super shredder mm-hmm. moment of his hand coming out of the dirt. Uh, yeah. I would say undeniably Thali is cooler. And at this point, I think Thali's just like, they took a toy of Judd mm-hmm. and said like, how do we make this toy cooler? Like, scuff up his eye and cut his hand off and put a hook and a hat. Yeah. And give him some, some extra toys to play with. So at the beginning of this episode... Prudy says, what's that? And he just pulls out his telescope. You know, he just cranks it out, looks. He sees that the, the French ships are coming, and then he pulls out his gun and just aims it in their direction. And we're yeah. off. All the accessories. <laughs> Judges came with a jug of rum. Uh, yeah, has a telescope, not as fun. A gun. It, it would be like if you're shopping for Poldark toys, and you're looking for the Thali toy, but all that's left is the, is the Judd one, and the kid walks away disappointed because he wanted Thali. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Prudy doesn't yeah. seem to mind. This, I wouldn't, I, but the thing is, at the end of the day, I don't know if I would call Tholly an upgrade because for Prudy. I think Prudy just wants some company. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's not being picky. But you spoke uh, about this telescope. We see some French ships on the horizon. Mm hmm. They're coming. They're coming. And, and so they, a, they. Go ahead. We We get a montage of like. The French are coming. We gotta go. The Frenchies. And, and then as they call every, them the Frenchies. Everyone runs as fast as they can with with sticks and and guns to the shore, and the ships are just gone. How, I mean, can ships, especially back then, turn that fast where they just disappear, or did it just take them that long to organize everyone to come to the, the shore? Yeah. How fast is this montage of getting people? Because I'm under the impression that. Prudy's like bolts to town and the town just bolts to the shoreline and the ships are out of sight fully. You know, those, those ships Two have motor multiple on them. ships. Yeah. Don't know what happened there. Uh, but either way, people, they have to get ready because that means that they may be planning some invasion where they come from behind. Who knows what these French are up to? They're very mischievous. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't trust them as Julian has uh, taught us well across Down Abbey in the Gilded Age. Mm-hmm. Um. So they need a leader. They do. 
and who who finally accepts a little responsibility in his life? I mean, it's Ross. The, the guy's got better aim than anyone around. Oh, and everyone just keeps talking about it too. <laughs> I mean, he, he kind of put himself in this position by going on that whole mission to save Dwight. <laughs> you know, he's he's very successful at what he does. Yes, and he is a he takes this little militia under his wing, and it's kind of a group of bums overall. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A bunch of people yeah. we don't know. Poor Zacky. This guy can't Rag-tack. catch up. Like, he's he's stuck under Ross's wing, whether or not he wants to be there. It seems. Yeah, he's just there. Dwight is there, of course. Dwight, oh, Dwight has been ready. This is what Dwight's been waiting for. Is it, has he? You think? Oh yeah. I mean, he's definitely. It'll give him something to keep his mind occupied for sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's funny though, because like there's some discussion like is Ross the guy it's Bassett you know the guy who's backing George who ultimately says you know we, we need his him to get the people together to lead a you know a resistance against this coming through mm-hmm. uh, and you know it's maybe out of uh, timeline but like there's a moment though where George is, is talking to him, like do we really need to bring Ross into this and he's like, Bass is like, well, yeah, dude. Yeah, it ain't going to be you, George. You're not any good at this job. Um, especially, let alone this. Uh, so, yeah, Ross, is he's got the town together. He, we even see the whole, uh, tra- him training them to get ready for it, for this whole thing. They're firing their guns and working on their aim. Ross does not miss, which is hilarious, considering those rifles back then were beyond inaccurate. <laughs> so the, the fact that Ross just keeps hitting the target repeatedly just speaks to the guy has got some cheat code that he's working with here. Oh yeah. I mean, he's, or he's just having the, having the time of his life, you know, he's, he's shooting a lot off camera that we don't see. Uh, that is, that is true. Uh, and we do have a nice moment with uh, Dwight and him, right? Where they're, they're sitting there and he's like, I remember, uh, you know, way back in the war and stuff. And, and Ross tells him, yeah, I was the last man to survive that whole uh, battle. That's how I got my reputation. And he's like, I think you're being modest there. I think you, it's like he almost like alludes to like, I think you killed everyone that was left there. You, you, you did the job, dude. He's like, you definitely gave some some guys PTSD for sure, Ross. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoever survived has nightmares of Ross now. Yeah, this, this man with flowing hair and, and a scar on his face and just lighting him up. <laughs> the last face they saw before he killed them. Um. But where do we want to go from here? Because like the 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 funny thing about this whole French stuff is the threat never really materializes this episode. We don't see them come to shore. No, not really. And I feel like we need to start circling back to some of the other things to get back to what yeah. culminates. Yep. I think one thing that we can talk about top to bottom is Morwenna, Roella. Ozzy Whitworth, and what's our new friend's name? Solway. Solway. You nailed the names, man. You got them right. Boom. That's the first 24 hours. I have flashcards in front of me the whole 24 hours. Well, just to see, make sure you pass the test. Which one is Rowella? Rowella is not the one who gives birth. She's the one who's pregnant now. Yes, but I have my thoughts. <laughs> okay. So Rowella is hooking up with... Uh, Whitworth and Whitworth thinks they're doing it on the low that uh, Morwenna doesn't know any better because Dr. Dwight is making house calls and they keep prescribing sedatives to uh, Morwenna until she's feeling better. And Whitworth is more than happy to oblige, you know, taking some time mm-hmm. off her and letting her rest up and stuff. Uh, but he thinks because he's got her like knocked out that she can't hear him moaning through the walls because this man is never not moaning on the show. He's perpetually in every scene just going like, Ugh. He opens up a door and the wind hits him in the wrong way and he, he moans. <laughs> and the flop sweat too, just perpetually sweating. And and we see, I mean, Ro- I almost messed it up. Morwenna knows that he's a footman. Mm-hmm. Rowella is taking yeah. her shoe off and like twiddling her toes a lot in the group setting. Rowella is, yeah. Rowella, yes. And yeah, so as you're saying, Dave, like, you know, she knows what she's doing, hooking up with this guy. But of course, at one point she tells him, yeah, I'm pregnant, dude. And especially with the, the frequency with which they're doing it, it's entirely possible 
but and she said she I, waited until she was sure yeah but we never see her showing at all in this episode no no and as we go further i, I think my theory and you might agree with my theory starts to play mm-hmm. out where he she says to to ozzy she basically says uh how are we gonna handle this and Ozzy is like, what are you talking about, we? And she's like, this is your, it's your kid. your child, dude. <laughs> You're going to have to step up. Yeah. And Whitworth is not a fan, so he thinks they need to marry off. Or, or Rowella comes up with the idea to marry off and maybe pay a dowry to whoever she marries off to sort of keep the secret. And, and it's funny that she comes up with this plan because... The first thing that uh, Whitworth says is, oh, shouldn't, maybe you should run away or something like that. And she's like, no, no, uh, th- that, that wouldn't work. Aren't you a man of God, right? Why would you want me to just disappear? She's putting him well, on she, the spot. Yeah, she really does. She takes him to task. So she says, here's Arthur Solway. He wants a thousand bucks. He was from the last episode, the, the guy with the books who showed up yeah. at the door. A, a dweeb. And, if there ever was one. And... Ozzy's like, absolutely not. Get out of my house. <laughs> yeah, he's not giving a thousand pounds. And then we it's, see that Rowella mm-hmm. comes up with a plan. Yeah, she barters down like, what about 700 pounds? And he's like, no, 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 absolutely and, not. And we, this man is such a miser. He would rather have yeah. a bastard child in the world that's, that could taint his entire reputation than he would pay somebody a thousand bucks i i don't know if he has the actual money to pay out because as we saw earlier in the season when he was agreeing to the dowry for for marrying morwenna he's really hard up for that cash he's really talking to george you know trying to get that the money out of him and i don't mm-hmm. know if he has the, the the money to fork over to roella yeah and we did see in one of the episodes recently that he's all up in arms about the other estate i think it's um bassett's house and he's like, oh, yeah. what what extravagance, you know? Right. He wanted to be a reverend where he gets 200 pounds a year and stuff. Yeah, so she basically says, look, you've got to pay this much or I'm going to write a letter mm-hmm. to the diocese she, or whatever. You to know, the bishop. Organ- the bishop. To pray for her. And he's like, why? You have no proof. And she goes, I'm going to tell him about that birthmark on your butt cheek that only the someone who's seen your butt cheek would see. And he's like, oh, oh. I mean, it's funny, though. You just wonder about what they got up to. Was she studying this man? Like, what's so distinctive about this guy? (laughs) Well, the answer, I believe, is is absolutely yes, she was studying this guy. And so he is able uh, to then agree, like, okay, 500 pounds, I'll give you a letter. Mm -hmm. And then they make the swap. She gets the money. She's gone out of the picture with... Arthur Solway. And the question is, number one, was she ever pregnant? And two, was she ever intending on helping her sister? And number three, yeah, what was the whole point of this? <laughs> uh, because, A, I don't believe she was pregnant. There's no, she, she sees that this guy is a gullible man. He's, he's very desperate for whatever makes him feel good. Uh, so she's absolutely taking advantage of him, I think. Uh-huh. Two, I think she does care about her sister. She is concerned about her. I mean, when she first showed up, she's like, you're not doing well, sister. And it seems like she has a plan to maybe help her out. And maybe part of it is to have, to offer herself up to this man and take advantage of him while her sister recovers. So basically take it on, take it from him. Yeah. But just on a short term basis to gain something. Yeah. She just takes that cash and disappears. And it's like, wait, that was it. That was all it was leading to is her getting some, some dough out of this. I mean, she gets the dough. <laughs> I mean, she does, but it's like, as a, in terms of plot or storyline, it doesn't feel particularly satisfying. Well, is Saltway Salt effectively her Drake? And we just didn't know it. I don't think she has a thing for that guy at all. Who would? That guy was a loser. Yeah, he's a librarian. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey come on. Dave says that knowing I worked at a library for 10 years. But anyways... I, She's gone. Yeah, so I do. It, it makes me question her motives because mm-hmm. 
she really never makes peace with her sister on the way out the door. She never says, Morwenna, yeah. I'm sorry to have, you know. Or she never says, Morwenna, our plan is coming to fruition. We're going to split this 500 bucks. But one thing that does happen is in one of many spouse fights in this episode. Well, even oh. the moment we didn't touch on is Morwenna overhears Rowella doing this and planning on it. And she yeah. doesn't really give a reaction to it either. Morwenna just kind of is like, huh. But she she doesn't right. seem excited that she no. has a something to hold against Ozzy, but she also doesn't seem upset at her sister for doing that. It's so strange. It's so strange. Yeah. Anyways, so basically, yeah. she she has this moment where where in walks Ozzy, knowing that Rowella is now gone, and he says, you know, it's time for us to get our marriage back together. And Morwenna mm-hmm. is like, uh uh-uh. uh, I know exactly what you did. And he's like, are you threatening me? He's like, oh, no, no. I don't want you in this room. I don't want you coming near me ever. And that's just how it's going to be. And he's I like, just love how she, she comes direct saying, like, you thought I was deaf the whole time? I can hear you moan from wherever you are in this household, man. Come on. You got peeping holes. I can hear you. It's not like voices don't carry. And he, he calls her sister evil. And she's like evil. And as you were saying, Dave, nah, nah I, I, I'm going to keep denying you, bro. We're done. <laughs> She goes, you want to talk evil? I'll smother your child. I'll kill yeah. him. I'll put him also, down. I'll do it. Doesn't Whitworth have two other daughters? Yeah, he does. That she was watching after. Where are they? <laughs> I mean, presumably they heard the moans and they just try to stay as far away from their father as much as they can. Yeah, maybe they just think he's always moaning. Potentially. Uh, well, he gets upset, leaves the room, and she turns around to the kid and says, I, I was never going to kill you. I'm sorry. I was not going to do that. Because I know your dad's a punk. Yeah. But I wouldn't do that. Um, and I think that's about it for Whitworth, aside from Drake and the boys. Yeah. Uh, the Drake and the boys stuff is fairly simple, too. Well, mm-hmm. kind of. George comes home from his first term, still yep. all distraught over Aunt Agatha's dying revelation and mm-hmm. he drives by Drake's Smith shop and says, "Like who? Who does this guy think he is?" And then they find out it's Drake, and he goes, "Look, Tom, I'm gonna have to ask you to do me a solid and uh, terrorize this poor young man." And Tom Harry's like, "All right, <laughs> gladly." Done. So we see Tom Harry and, at first just wrecks the shop. Mm-hmm. Yep, just throws and, things around. And Drake I don't, like, I don't right, think. Let me clean I don't up. know how he thinks this would actually drive someone off. All he does is just tussle some things up. Mm-hmm. Kind of just looks like my apartment at the end of the day. I, I, it's like, okay, all right, I'll put things back in place. <laughs> yeah, give me a couple minutes. Yeah, like, it's fine. Imagine if Drake was like, "That's it. I gotta <laughs> shut down. <laughs> I can't deal with this." Uh, but Mr. Harry comes back later, and he burns it down. <laughs> oh yeah. And and Drake literally comes out, sees things on fire, and he sees Tom he's Harry just, just stalking off into the night. And then instead of, a, like, he's got a trough full of water. He's got, like, three buckets worth of water. If I'm Drake, I'm taking that cheap shot Tom Harry from behind. I'd kill that guy. Absolutely. I would throw something at his back like he threw it at mine. Absolutely. And do it on but, your uh, land so and everyone would believe him. Yeah. I don't understand why uh, Tom Harry wasn't trying to get out of there real quick. He just thought, like, well, he do- job's he, done. You know Tom Harry doesn't Saunter have the cardio off. skills to get out of there quick. That's fair. He, he's not very strong. But then uh, Jeffrey Charles and Drake go to Elizabeth and try to plead with her to have George talk Tom Harry down. Keeping in mind, Elizabeth at one point says, fire that brute. I want him dismissed. I want him out of here. And mm-hmm. George has done no such thing at this moment. And George walks in, and he says, get this Drake Carnfella out of my life, out of my house. And what yeah. happens to Drake when he's on his way out of the house? And, and part of it was, I think, in that moment where, yeah, he says, like, is there anything you can do about this? And Elizabeth, I think even that's when she says, like, you need to get rid of this Tom Harry guy. He terrorized this young dude. He's, he's you know, he's not Ross, as she says to George. Like, stop with this whole jealousy thing, okay? And George must have had a word with Tom Harry. Because Tom is just waiting there. Oh, yeah. And punches the crap out of uh, Drake. He just oh, repeatedly he just punches him, him in the face. And then they Kicks gang him repeatedly beat him. on the ground. 
And then they think they kill him. And then on George's property, they roll him into the pond. Which is kind of funny to me because they take such effort. Like we see the full shot of Tom Harry taking the body and rolling it. And we think he's going to like roll him over something like steep. And it's just this small little hill. It's like he takes like, like two like, rolls well, down. Well, he has it. to get the line in about like go hang out with the toads or whatever he says. Right, right. But it just takes so much effort just to push him down that small hill. And it's like, was it worth it, Tom Harry? Mm-hmm. And really? then R- Ross and Demelza find out that George has, uh, or that Drake went to George's house and they go to get him and they find mm-hmm. him and he's not dead. And Drake is taking a lick in this season. He got beat up in France. He got beat yeah. up by Tom Harry. It's like they got, we get rid of the Judd. We need somebody to take some hits. Was thrown in jail. Well, I mean, without uh, Ross scuffling with George as much as season, someone else has got to take the licking. Oh, yeah. And he's the white meat babyface, Drake. You got to love this guy. I mean, more one absolutely does, as she's said multiple times on uh-huh. occasion. <laughs> and she's stalking him as he's sort of handling his stuff. Yeah, keeping an eye on him. And you can't keep a good Karn down. Nope. Uh, be- because he, uh, he eventually saunters over to where she's at. And yeah, he, and leaves he leaves something some, for her. He leaves some flowers on the doorstep and right. knocks on the door he, and then hobbles he away. A, yeah, he has a sit down with uh, Sam and he's like, you know, I almost died today. But you know what I saw? Some winter primroses. Oh, boy. <laughs> and that's what he de- just delivers to Morwenna. Yeah. So as he said, yeah, he delivers it to Morwenna, hobbles away and sits behind a little fence while she says... Whoever's out there, I love you. And it's Ozzy Whitworth. He's like, yippee! <laughs> it was me all along. Uh, so that is where we leave it with Morwenna and Drake. It's just a matter of time before those two finally get together, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I feel like we're left with the, the, big, the big four, or the big five, I guess, in this episode. There's no other I, little plots, I guess. Sam and uh, Emma are still kind of making eyes at each other. In the, in the eyes of God, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam looks legit concerned, though, when he finds out that Drake is hurt. He's like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't godly at all. Oh, because, okay, well, let's get into it. Because that whole thing triggers some consternation among the, the townspeople that they blame George for this, that he mm-hmm. can't get away with harassing people like... Drake, who's just he has this land that's rightfully his. You can't have him harassing him. Who who is he to do that? That's they need the to resist this face. guy. He says, "This is our boy." And so here we are at the end of was this the end of season one or season two? We've already been season through two. this whole thing. Yeah, a mob is growing <laughs> to get back at George. Yes, and we see them manning up. They're building some sort of ramrod. Yeah, Th- Thali's and- like, I don't want to be in the militia. But I want to organize. Yep. And, and early on, he's like, Ross, we got to do something about this back at the house. And Ross is saying, not my problem. I ain't going to do anything about this. Leave it to Nothing. yourself. Yeah. Which Thali is not cool with. And Thali's like, you know what? Forget the whole French thing. When they're organizing the troops and stuff, he just walks away. He's like, I'm not being part of any kind of organized stuff as long as you're supporting the, the these elitist people. Kind of a weird tweener turn for me if I'm from Thali like yeah. I was a little confused by it because Ross isn't like working for the man we do find out he eventually is working for the man but at first he's kind of it just representing this town protecting the people and we know Thali right. Thali works for the town he works for the church considering he was ringing the alarm on the the Frenchies I, I thought he'd be one of the first ones to line up next to him and say yeah, yeah. absolutely I agree but nope and he says, you know, we get a lot of comments between these two later in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we should circle back to the all the rest of the stuff that's sort of going on, weaving in and out of itself. Yeah. So we see that George is back, as we said, talking about uh, his position. He's talked to Bassett about... Uh, we find out that he has defied Bassett's wishes on multiple occasions in parliament that like raising the price of grain yeah he says like in in, uh voting against giving commoners more power and 
he doesn't even like Bassett's like this is our agreement and George yeah, doesn't even fight. say like sorry bro or like ha 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 I've, I've, isn't I've exactly defied what you yeah isn't this a, well, exactly what we predicted a few weeks ago where like of course George is not going to follow what Bassett says he's too headstrong and up his, uh, his own ways to, mm-hmm. to follow what Bassett would tell him to do and that's exactly what happened yeah and ba- Bassett though is like I'm done considering you which I thought was a nice little moment well, wasn't, like wasn't he already nominated, George? No, but I mean, as you, far as, like, he's like, I'm done with you as, like, yeah, someone I want to even be associated with. He, you know, he doesn't, like, sure. cut him off, but he's like, you question Ross, you're nothing to me. Like, you have basically yeah. burned all these bridges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, where do we go from there? Well, I feel like we can bounce around a little bit or we can just talk about well, George and Elizabeth. Is the last episode or this episode where the Burgess is also talking to Ross about like joining That's last up episode. In, last episode. Okay. It starts to blend together. That's Falmouth. That, this is Bassett. Falmouth. Yeah. Bassett's yeah. a little younger and hipper. He's got dark hair. Yeah. Yes. And a broad nose. So Elizabeth is at her wit's end with mm-hmm. George and yep. She's like, look, why are you treating me like this? Well, at first, George is like, I'm going to do this. You know, we're going to relocate to London. And Elizabeth's like, no, you can go. Mm -hmm. And this thing kind of the silent tension escalates to the point where Elizabeth takes the reins and says, like, is there something you want to accuse me of? Yeah, because it seems like you've been harboring something ever since Aunt Agatha died. Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, if you've got something to say, say it. And, and George is like, well, who's, am I the father of my son? And she's like, yeah. Who else would be? And George is like, eh, eh, eh. He falls apart in a way that we have not seen him on this show. He is beside himself because she takes him to task. Like, how dare you, you know, question me and stuff. We'll leave you. We don't need to deal with this. You're, you're you know, petty uh, rivalry with Ross is just making you, you know, twisted and awful and stuff. Uh, it's funny. They, they kind of forgot that Elizabeth had her special drinking problem over the past couple of episodes where she kept... Yeah, I think her tincture ran out. Injury. I think more uh, Morwenna is taking whatever Elizabeth was taking now. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, this kind of comes at the end of the episode, but, like, George just starts pleading like i'm sorry i, I you know I, I like i will never you know question you again i'll accept him as my son take me back please really whimpering and crying like a like a weak man yeah and we see that elizabeth takes the bible and holds it up to her chest and says you are the father of this child which again which is what do we she's what do lying. we talk about this show and its relationship to god <laughs> they don't they don't care about god um elizabeth is like I swear, I am the. You are the father of this child, and I swear to me that you will stop being a little mf or and a punk. And George is like, I will. I swear. And the man promise you'll dismiss Tom Harry. Yes, <laughs> I'll dismiss Tom Harry. And then he says that he'll rebuild Drake's shop on his own expense. Yeah, this is a and, big and moment for Elizabeth. I am so proud of her in this moment. And she's like, also like, Jeffrey Charles is not an issue. Like we can't just have him like be gone all the time and stuff like that, man. Like, come on. It's my son. And she's like, while you're at it, I want my boy around. While you're at it, I want a grave for Aunt Agatha. And while we're at it, reopen the mine. While we're at it, <laughs> she should just keep <laughs> making demands. Oh, yeah. While we're at it, I want the last slice of pizza. While we're at it, you do the dishes. <laughs> you heard <laughs> <Just> me, boy? <laughs> going crying. down That's the why line. he's crying. We, we cut before <laughs> she starts asking him to clean. Sweep the yeah. floor, George. Do that corner over there. No, we did. He's actually, that corner. He's actually crying because Tom Harry's his only friend, and he's now <laughs> missing his friend. He has to fire his best friend because jealousy was eating him up. Hey, jealousy! It truly was eating him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows it to be true, but it's just wild. Yeah, how she just strip lied, just saying like the the child's yours, man. Well, she had to take charge. There was no other way. Yeah. I we mean, Ross's idea from Ross. the last episode was not great. Get pregnant again, and then Ross just birth like, it the same way. Knock it out again. I can do it. I'm down. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully that means they can be renewed as a couple and move forward and, and be strong. Well, I hope that um, Elizabeth is strong, and I hope that George changes his ways a little bit. I don't know if that's exactly going to happen, but... Yeah. We'll and talk, we we'll see talk more, about we see how more they George's end up... episode, but we'll get to that later. Yes, there's a very good moment with George at the end of the episode. Um, yeah. But we can go to Where Ross. Where he fires and... Tom Harry at the very end. That's actually the capper to the whole season. <laughs> that's the, Sorry, That's Tom. the Marvel post-credits is Tom Harry at, <laughs> yeah. the, at the bread line getting some government cheese. <laughs> exactly. But... Ross, also there is one scene in this episode of Caroline and Dwight walking it, walking home and they're like, thank God we get along. And like, that's it. <laughs> he got over his PTSD so fast and they're just the happiest pairing you've ever seen now. Well, he's, he's managed to communicate. Over it is one thing. Um, he has his life in order in a way that these other people don't. And I think he is accepting his struggles in a way that these other people are not handling well it's also easier for him considering his friend is the one who's going blind armitage Armitage he he can see that he's going blind Mm -hmm. uh there's early scene in this episode where armitage is like give it to me straight how much time i got six months and the man's going to go blind it's like what happened to him to lose his vision like that it was all the like it was all the this doing stuff in the dark Mm. Could have been all the hits to the head. But then he says it's to Demelza, he says, "Every time I look at you, I go blind." And then he says, "I can see, I can see, I'm going blind." Uh, but it's a strange disease. But either way, he can still write a letter uh-huh. as he does early in this episode to Demelza. He he from Hugh saying, "Just reconsider one time. I'm gonna tell you one time. Like, just come on, girl. Let's do this." Let's get it on. She's like, man, you can't be writing me letters like that. Who the hell are you? <laughs> and I, I but, feel like uh, there's not too, too much going on between this whole thing. We know that there's a scene where Demelza is like, you need to help Drake. And Ross is like, dude, I'm training a militia. The French are coming. The French are coming. <laughs> Could you? And, and I know that Ross has been a bad man in a lot of ways. But yep. Ross says like, I can't do this one, and you need to stop asking me to do this one. I'm actually doing something important because you know, I got a you real always, battle to fight. <laughs> you always tell me to do something important. I'm doing something important. Cut me some slack. I, yeah, this is the one time where it's like Ross is completely in the right. Like, what are you guys doing? He doesn't have time to worry about this, and let alone we know he's not trying to entangle with George right now. Uh-huh. Find someone else to fight your battles for you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So she's not That's happy with him. And then Thal- and Armitage is still trying to write letters. He's going blind, though, so it's harder for him to write these letters. Yeah, the, the letters become larger. His type. Yep. No, it's like board books he's sending her, actually, yeah, by, so, by the end of it. Soon enough, he's going to be dictating. Yep. <laughs> Do we want to uh, just burn through what happens here and then go, go over to Ross and what happens there? We didn't, oh, we, one side mentioned... Uh, Tangent. Jeffrey Charles is in this episode, by the way. Yeah? He's just around. He's hovering. That's, yeah. He, he's hanging out with Drake and stuff. That, no talk about it. hiring Drake to be his squire anytime soon. He's kind of cut that exactly. out. Nope. Uh, so, yeah. Armitage comes for a visit. or he's mm-hmm. about, and, and is this the moment where Demelis is walking? She's like, yeah, I don't know about this. And Prudy's like, I got to tell you something. Yeah. It was a kiss. It was more than it was. It was more than a kiss. It was several kisses. He was he mm-hmm. was kissing her up. And then we see in another cool little twist of in this episode where the women yell at the men, the girls yell at the boys. This week, Demel's is mm-hmm. like, "You and your little secret kisses, Ross. I don't need explanations. I just need you to leave me alone." How's that sound, Ross? Done with you. And, and Armitage. Plan and time to just write. He shows up, and she's like, "You know what? Let's go for a walk." Mm-hmm. And, and they walk out by the beach in, in the hills. And he is so direct. He's like, "Can you just, which one time, please? I'm going blind. I'm not going to be able to see in six months. I just want to see something." 
And she lays down with him. She does the well, deed. He's like, can you hold my hand on the beach? And she's like, "You, I don't want to do that. You don't know who would see oh, right. He goes, I'm going blind. I need someone there, to hold my excuse. hand. She's leading the blind. Yeah. But then they get into the, the tall grass. Mm-hmm. And uh, Demelza has some, there. some moments of doubt, but unlike her situation with, uh, what was that? The soldier from last time. What was his name with the mustache? The mustache man. Yeah, whatever his name was. Uh, she succumbs to her, her emotions and they something happens. So literally, we just redo the end of season two, except she actually goes through with hooking up with another man. Uh-huh. That, that's exactly what happens here. And uh, Ross comes home and he's like, where's Demelza? And Prudy's sitting there quiet. And she, and she, she went tells out. him, she stepped out on you, brother. You know why. You know what you did. And, and then Ross is, just, Ross is like, "Hey, what? Who? Where? Who'd you go with?" And and er, she, she didn't say. How long is she gonna be? She didn't say. And then Ross is like, "All right, well, uh, the French are coming. I got I got work to do." Mm-hmm. So they get a call. The militia gets a call. Mm-hmm. They gotta go. There's a threat. Yep. So we see that Ross and his little ragtag bunch of boys are standing at the ready by the mill. And it's not the French coming, but the people, the, the riot, the rioters are coming. It's like we got like some like civil war going on here. We got Sam uh, Karn, Thalia and his daughter on one side. We got Zachy, Dwight, and Ross on the other side. And they're like, get out of the way. You know George is jacking up the prices of grain. <laughs> and, and Thalia's like, I'm, we're getting it, and you're not going to do anything to us. And Ross is like, "Look, this is my job. I'm a, I'm a captain. I got to do this. Got to preserve the peace." And he says, "On the count of ten, I'm gonna murder you." And Thali's like, "All right, let's go. Do it." <laughs> He's Thali starts counting for him. One. And then Ross two. has this. He forgets a couple numbers because that's Thali, maybe. Yeah, Thali. No, one, no, no. two, he four. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man, what? I need to go back to school. <laughs> Ross has another one of his visions about how things could go. And it's him and his boys killing Thali, who's a father figure. who Thali, mm-hmm. who at this point in the episode says, your father would be turning in his grave seeing you act like this right now. Absolutely. And there's women women on the other side, too. And, like, innocence. Like, why why do this? Come on, Ross. What are you doing here, man? Yeah. So. And uh, this is a really interesting <laughs> scene. I don't know how I feel about the, the like, what would happen sequence of Ross, like, shooting Sam is really well done and well thought out. And, you know, just like him last week talking about what he would say to Demelza this time he, he kind of envisions what would happen if he just does what he's told. Mm-hmm. So then he obviously stops and then he says, you've made me realize if I ever get asked again to take a position in politics, I'll do it. And then Thali's like, <laughs> thank you, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's and all then, it took. And then they part ways. <laughs> Thali's yeah. not like, Dolly's not like, okay, by the way, we're still starving, and your brother-in-law just got whipped up by Tom Harry. Dolly's just like, all right, we'll turn around. I thought says a lot of- Ross, Ross should have put that gun down and helped them yeah. get get that grain. It says a lot about the respect they have for Ross, that that's okay to settle them down. Like They, they trust that he will do right by them in government. This was the dumbest thing. I was so annoyed at this. <laughs> Were you hoping he would shoot Thali right there? No, but I was hoping that he would at least have some sort of moment where he's like, George has been terrible to you, and I've kind of let it slide because I'm going through a lot in my heart right now. But screw that guy. Do what you got to do. Me and my boys are going to look the other way. But instead he's like, I will join Parliament. And Thali, who, by the way, refused to join a militia, is like, I love the government right now, Ross. <laughs> I don't know Thank if he's saying you. that exactly. He just trusts Ross that Ross will do the right thing. When? Uh, we don't know when when he's given the opportunity. These people are starving now. Yeah. I, I, I am a little disappointed that we didn't get to see them 
use the battering ram that they constructed because they spent some time putting together this ram in the episode. We see it over a co course of a couple scenes, and it's not the it doesn't look like the strongest thing. It, it looks pretty slim for a tree trunk of whatever they cut out. Uh huh. I don't think it would pierce any door if they would actually use it. I would like to see the effect of it bouncing off the door when they try to ram something open. <laughs> like, at the very least, this scene could have had a moment where, like, Tom Harry stumbles out of a bar. He gets shot. And, and you know, he's they're like, you're the one that beat up Drake Karn, and, and Ross has to decide whether or not to let Tholly and the mob kick the life out of Tom Harry. But there's nothing. There's no emotional payoff in the sequence and i was so frustrated I, by it i did i i did like the montage it, that for me the montage was did. fantastic but yeah the resolution the, the of revelation the of joining the parliament was a little unsatisfactory for you absolutely yeah I, I wish there was a little bit more of people who are close to him getting getting through to him like Demelza or someone getting through to him not him being in the moment holding a gun at his friends <laughs> uh -huh. uh, being the moment that, that he comes to God but he, he, yeah. he, he showed up <laughs> you gotta give him yeah. that but I mean we said it last week but at least it sets up for an interesting next season uh, for, for Ross in terms of what he's going to get up to so it's not going to just be focused on I mean this season wasn't even about mining it's not uh -huh. even going to be about oh, like the local oh, really? politics <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be about something more. I'm curious to see where they go. Yeah, and we do see uh, there's the sequence of Ross is lying in bed following all of this stuff. Uh -huh. and, and Demelza comes home and she is in tears. Yeah. She's not thrilled about what she did. Are you, you sure about that? Or you think it's maybe that she just had the best time of her life and now she's got to go back to Ross? Like, Armitage knew what he was doing out on those hills. I think it's guilt. Okay. Because Armitage, sure. Armitage is like, I don't want to break up your marriage. I just want to sleep with you. <laughs> I'm not here for a long time. I'm just here for a good time. I'm going blind. <laughs> I'm going blind. I'm not going to be able to I see, see soon. Yeah. I can see I'm going blind. But, uh, they pretty much, he just, they just hold each other. Well, he they, goes, where have you been? And she goes, don't ask. And he goes, okay. They both he know knows. they did wrong. Yeah. Now they're even. Oh, but we also skipped... Did we talk about Ross and George on the beach? Where George is like, thank you so much for doing your job. We see George is done. George is, is on... His gas tank oh. is on empty. Yeah, so so when that scene starts, Ross is walking out towards the water, and there's a man standing on the beach. I thought it would be Armitage, uh, just because he was so close to the beach, and George <laughs> never goes around that area. I'm <laughs> so badass. That Armitage just hooks up with Demel's, and he's just standing there proudly, staring out at the water like... I just did, I did that. Something. Look, my, I did it. <laughs> I took, I took advantage of my situation. But no, it's George. Yep. And George is actually trying as much as he can to kind of puff himself out, saying, "Well, thanks for not uh, having them uh, ramsack my my place and take the the grain. You really did mm -hmm. me a solid there, brother." <laughs> Great. And, and and Ross is just saying. You just take that for what for what you will, because I'm coming for the title, brother. I'm going to be in the government with you. Yeah, he's like, I thought I thought the the intercontinental championship could be my thing, but no, I'm the world heavyweight champion. I'm coming for you, brother. Yeah. We're unifying the belts. I'm going to be the king of the people and the government. Mm -hmm. And George should just be like, dude, you got like eight chances, and you said no every single time. <laughs> At what point do you think these people are going to stop asking you? Yeah, but he's he's caught George on a good day because he's like, what what do you believe in, George? And George says he has optimism that his parliamentary career has just begun. He's got a good wife. He's he's doing okay. He's got a Rolex. He's got a fancy car. He's slapping his chest as he's saying it, like, yeah, I got everything I can need. And I got some fish on the way tonight. Going to have me some nice wine with that. Oh hell yeah! And, and then Ross says, well, belief is a beautiful thing. You take that. You take that with you, George. And he walks away into the sunset. He walks into the water and swims. <laughs> George is just happening. He's, he's okay. George is, I, you can tell he's get, He's still hated with Ross. He still believes Ross did what he did, but he's, turn, he's trying to turn a page. I don't he's know if he believes that Ross did what he did. I think he got so whipped into it by, by Elizabeth. Um, that's true. Yeah, I, I, he's, I, he, I think what it is is he still harbors a grudge towards him. That's what it is, and he's trying to get over it. 
Yeah, and I think this basically, is the first side of it. If I was Ross, I'm just gonna pat him on the back and be like, "Remember when I beat the life out of you twice? I'll see you next time." It's Remember what be I did by you? Votes. Like, yeah, yeah. What I did to you physically, I'm gonna do it by paper, and it's gonna cut deep. <laughs> and he goes, "I can't even read. This is this has just been a part of the story that we haven't talked about. I can't read." Ross can read, man. We, we, he's he's gotten notes before and then like looked That's up true. sternly from them. <laughs> Because he couldn't read. <laughs> He's like, oh, darn it. If only I could know, I knew how to read, I could read this thing right now. But that's but, uh, it. Yeah. That's, the, that's the the end of the season. We're going to be going to Westminster next year, uh, or next season, because that's where the Parliament is taking place, up in London. That That's where the time has come for, for Ross. You don't think the time is for him to suit back up and go to war? Could be. He could be doing both. He could be like a George Washington type, you know, serving and then being a president or whatever. Sure. But uh, I like that we, we, you know, Dwight, again, he's the one who cleans up Drake. He's like the only doctor in town that people turn to. I get yeah, that he's choke, like the choke, friendly they guy. They put Choke out of business. Straight up, you know. Uh, by the way, I love the, the moment when um, they're in the bar and they hear about Drake getting scuffed up. And the way Thali says his time <laughs> they all assemble <laughs> that, that's it that's his call angry mom and he's like the only thing that'll talk me down is if Ross decides to get involved in politics <laughs> that's all I need to hear today that my boy my godson <laughs> wants to be a senator like, okay. your father he turned back over in his grave he's doing he's okay he's happy now, now <laughs> that you're gone the straight and narrow <laughs> also Thali with all this free time I guess people must not be dying around yeah there. there's not that many deaths how's <laughs> that livable wage much. what is he up to <laughs> hanging out with Prudy and what's his daughter up to Esme fooling around with Tom Harry no she's just trying to get out of the way of Sam she's like trying to shake him loose not doing a good enough job though and where's Drake gonna live man his house just got burned down Drake is Drake is injured He's so got the rip where's tape he gonna on. live? Still. Oh, he's he's with Ross and Demelza, and remember is Caroline is taking care of him at one point. Caroline's like, "Oh, I got this. Why don't you go tussle around in the grass with Armitage?" I guess so. Oh, I, I do like that moment you mentioned before, but Caroline and Dwight having such a good time, and then there's the pug next to them, just going like, Ugh, "Spare me." <laughs> they they do that reaction shot of the pug there. Yeah, it's too much. Maybe they'll have a kid soon. I, I can see that. Maybe that's what the pug was implying. Also, do you ever think about in this episode, like the dual lives of Dwight, where he's living this charmed life with Caroline, has a really nice home, but then he's out on the streets packing a rifle with Ross right next to him, ready to kill his friends. That's probably the only way he can keep his head on straight. <laughs> Just living dual lives. I mean, kudos to Dwight for for juggling all that. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. You got to give him all the credit. Yeah. So was this a good good finale, Dave? I don't I don't want to say it wasn't, but it was not as good as last year, last season. I feel like it wasn't how I expected it to be. The whole stuff with the French just came out of nowhere, and then the way yeah. as you're get, getting to like Ross switching to Parliament, they took the long way around to get there. And they didn't do they like I said. They, all all you have to do is have them beat up Tom Harry. Yeah. Or, and the Rowella stuff, as fun as fun as that was, I it wasn't quite as satisfying as a wrap up as the season. That's, as to what that's not the thing that deserves up. the emphasis this week. It yeah. should be something. I mean, like how, we we leave Ross and Demelza in the same way that we started with them. Like they still are not on the same page. They don't know what mm-hmm. they want from each other. They don't know where they stand from each other. They just know that they love each other. Which is like, this is definitely the kind of finale that reminds me of. Downton Abbey season three and or season four into season five, where like we don't know where we're going, we're kind of in the middle of this story that's not all the way told. Yeah. Whereas last season was like Ross big W over George, like I, your house could have been set on fire, but I stopped it. See you next right. time. <laughs> exactly. So not a bad finale, but kind of not no. a finale finale. And especially with how, how repetitious, the, repetitious the Ross and Melza stuff was from last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this is still a strong season overall, but 
yeah, the finale, I don't know, didn't quite stick it for me. No, I it agree. was good. It was still very good, but not quite what it could be. Yeah, very. I mean, obviously, it's very easy to watch. It's a good show. You know, there's nothing yeah. to complain about. But yes, I agree. Well, we got power rankings, right, Dave? We do. We do. Why don't you? You started last week. I'll start this week going down. Sure. At number three, I got George because he is dressed down in a way that this man has never been dressed down by a, mm-hmm. his wife. This yeah. is the kind of dressing, verbal dress down that Ross should have given him multiple times over, but no, it's Elizabeth, and Elizabeth does it perfectly. He's blubbering like a fool by the end of it. Well, for me, at number three, I got Whitworth. He gives up 500 pounds to get this sister to go away. Uh-huh. And Morwenna denies him. And I feel like all this stuff was coming uh, towards him anyways. He couldn't get away with this too long. Uh, but all, but at least it's he only paid out half of what he was going to pay when they first asked. So mm-hmm. there you go, Whitworth, Ozzy Whitworth. Okay. Well, number two, going down, I got Drake. Okay. Because they trash his place, they burn his place to the ground, and they almost beat him to death. And even though he still loves Morwenna, she's still married to Whitworth. That is that is true. She's still married to him. Well, at number two, I got Ross. Uh, okay. Because in order to move things forward, he has to do what he doesn't want to do, which is join government. He, he's, he's like been pushing against this the entire season. I guess maybe he, he's realizing this is the, the, the time and everything is lining up and it makes it just right, but it's not exactly what he wants to move into. Maybe he'll find mm-hmm. his calling there. And then on top of that, Demelza hooks up with another guy, and he's just got to sit with that. Uh, sucks, man. Sucks for him. And then his friend Thali is turning on him, giving him headaches he doesn't need to deal with. The French are coming. It's just a lot of problems for Ross this episode. A lot of, yeah, his his uh, stressor list is getting longer, even though he does Absolutely. seem it, not all that is bad stress, per se. Well, okay. you had him a little fur- further down. I got Ozzy Whitworth at number one. This is... This is your your territory villain that we've brought in this season to to cause a ruckus, mm-hmm. and he caused a ruckus. And just like any sort of pro wrestling bad guy, come the big event, he's laying on his back, losing. He yeah. gets played for a fool by both of these sisters. Well, not by yeah. Morwenna squeezes him for money, and mm-hmm. goes off with this buffoon Solway. And Morwenna gets this the power over him to leave her alone and not do that anymore and so Ozzy's done he is he is yeah. worthless so he's number one still married to Morwenna though um well number one I got George we've never seen okay. him stripped down as much as he is this episode Elizabeth takes him to task like it, we this is like a new low for him and he's got to get rid of his close friend uh <laughs> Tom Harry and then also on top of that he still doesn't know the truth that the child isn't his. He's he's, okay. he's just gonna live with that I'll, lie. What a loser! I'll give you that. Yeah. So, at least Whitworth is just a fool. George is a real man, like clown. I don't put the mask on him. Calling Whitworth a fool is is unfair to fools because this guy's a monster. Whitworth is a bad, bad, bad man. Oh, he's a tor- terrible, horrible man. But he's also a fool for paying out money to Rowella. Uh huh. But uh, yeah. Got to give it to that power player, George, because we just don't see that that often. Yeah, we don't see the the big heel get mm-hmm. come up and from some middle character who hasn't been doing much with taking drugs this whole season. Absolutely. Well, who do you got going on the up rankings? Well, number three, I, I got the guy who got it in, Armitage. He did the deed. Okay. He rolled, he rolled around. He may be going blind, but he's got some sweet memories to think about while he's in darkness. Hopefully. We don't know how it was. What, you, th- you think it was like a bad situation? There's like a lot of sand out there and grass getting in the, the way? I mean, it definitely wasn't sanitary. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was just, he was just, <laughs> he, he thought he was with her, but he was just with the sand the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, with the sand man. <laughs> he's, well, he's a blind man. Number yeah. three, I, I got Morwenna. Okay. She, you know, we, we thought this whole season that her little, little sister is trying to assist her in some massive plan, and we find out that, you know, that might not be the case. But Morwenna takes chicken-ish and turns it into chicken salad and says, you know, you won't be abusing me anymore. You won't come yeah. into this room. I know what you did. You can't talk about God and the devil around me. 
mm-hmm. this is my house stay out and yeah to that point i have a tie of morwenna and Ruella at number two uh because they both get one over on on armitage they they kind of whitworth yeah whitworth i'm sorry they they set things straight for themselves uh Ruella gets that cash morwenna tells him off threatens to kill the child and convince him that she'd do it <laughs> uh all the more power to them okay well number two i got elizabeth okay Holy moly, we have not seen this side of her ever. Well, Elizabeth is my number one. I don't know how anyone topped Elizabeth this week. The, the The speech that she gives to George is so strong and ice cold and cuts to cuts him to the core. And she lies. And she lies and swears on the Bible and gets away with it. And she gets her son back. She gets him to sweep the corners of the room. She gets him to, to cook. She's eating Come the last on. cookie in the cookie jar. She had a drinking problem this season, and no one makes any comment about it. She got away with it. <laughs> yes, all those, all those sedatives, all those drugs she was doing. Nope. She kissed her, kissed around with with Ross. Nothing happens to her about that. She's doing just fine. Mm-hmm. Good for Elizabeth. She's owning it, man. Well, you had her at number two. I got, I got Roella making away with the cash at number one. Oh, get the f- come on! Are you kidding me? Her petty cash tops Elizabeth. Petty cash, five hundred bucks. She she milks this guy. And puts him in his place in a way that he this we he deserved way worse than this, but yeah, this was and he didn't get it. <laughs> well, she, he lost money. His status is and and much like every sort of blackmail situation in every one of these shows, this isn't necessarily over. Okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, in this episode, Roella she just walks out with a smile on her face and she says, "I don't care about my sister. I don't care about." Ozzy, me, and, and maybe maybe I don't even care about Arthur, Arthur Solway. <laughs> there's a small chance that she actually is pregnant, Dave. Small, we'll small see. chance. We'll and then see. there's also a chance that she actually is with this librarian dude who's not a winner. We don't know what he's up to. <laughs> he just looks the like librarian? A he's putting some cash in the shelves, man. Oh, yeah, in the books, in the tomes. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. that's it. That's Poldark. That that certainly is Poldark, uh, season three. So, we'll we'll leave it there, I guess. Yeah, we'll be back to break down the power rankings. I'd say let's talk about what we've been watching, but it, as we said in the beginning of the episode, it's been twenty four hours. Well, well, Dave, you went to a wrestling show over the weekend, man. You know our listeners love to hear us talk about wrestling. Oh, I did go to a wrestling show. Yeah. How was that? I didn't hear you talk about it. It was good. Um, it was a a, a live event, so it was not televised. Um, mm-hmm. Let me think. Who who from the podcast that we talked? We I saw Rey Mysterio, the man okay. who whose son and and all the drama. We had a lot of talk about Rey Mysterio and um one of the biggest matches at SummerSlam, which I know by the time this comes out, SummerSlam will have happened, got canceled. I got to see it live. I got to see Seth well, Rollins versus Riddle in a street fight. Oh, it actually got canceled. Yeah, it got uh, canceled today because Riddle got hurt. Oh man! Oh darn! That that's that blows, but. Well, good. I'm, I'm sure it was, a, it was a barn burner, man, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was one of those, It was, you know, going to a live WWE show is not, it doesn't break the bank. It was like $30 tickets, good seats, yeah. got to it was, like... It was local too, right? Yep, in Bridgeport. Bridgeport, Connecticut. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that if it's ever in your neck of the woods, I would recommend going. It's a good time. They're gonna be they're gonna be storming the castle in September in England or whatever, right? Oh <laughs> yeah, that UK that's true. Show. And I said, yeah. speaking of that, I saw Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. They they beat each other up. There you go. It was fun. How how does it compare to Ross throwing punches? I mean, Ross is a lot cooler to me. I never I never okay. loved Drew McIntyre, and Sheamus didn't get any any offense, and he just got whooped up. Gotcha. All right. Well, but that's that. Yeah. Anything? Any experiences you've had that that are worth sharing? Uh, I went for a long run over the weekend. It was really hot, and I just burst into flames from the heat. Man, I was uh, oh, sopping, flopping like sweat. Went and saw, yeah, real, real. Um, saw saw Nope. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It gets better the more I think about it. I think a lot of people will see it, not be too hot to it, but it'll stick with you because it okay. has some really disturbing stuff in it. I got to give that one a shot. I don't know when I'm going to have time, but it's definitely on my list. It'll disturb you. 
Good. So, so for like listeners it. who don't I like, like that, disturbed. don't watch it. There you go. All right. Well, that's this season. We may have a season recap coming sometime soon. Yeah, we might take a little summer vacation, take a week off. So don't don't blame us, but we're going to be back we'll with be some back. content soon. And that's the end of season three of Poldark. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it and you know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow us uh, there. Hit us up at Lloyd's Grantham at Gmail. If you want to, leave us a five-star ratings and review on iTunes or Spotify. And uh, you can find all our old podcasts on uh, our Podbean uh, website. So we're out there. That's it. And that's all.